Hello everyone, I'm Jonathan Little. I'm here today with episode 304 of Weekly Poker Hand. If you have not already watched and or listened to all the previous episodes, they're available for you completely for free. Go to youtube.com slash pokercoaching, go to my playlist, and there is a Weekly Poker Hand playlist right there for you. So if you really want to grind out a bunch of poker study, it's a great way to do it. And while you're there, click subscribe. That way you're notified every time I upload a new video. And I'm consistently uploading videos for you. Believe it or not, it takes a lot of work to do what I do, but I'm happy to do it to help you achieve your poker dreams. So let's go ahead and get to today's hand. We are again taking a look at this Poker Night Celebrity Home Game featuring players from the Philadelphia Flyers. Asham, who's apparently winning every pot so far, raises it up to 15 bucks with pocket jacks under the gun, which is fine. Schultz folds queen nine, which is fine. Favorito calls the button with pocket threes, which is great. Pocket threes is a hand that really wants to see the flop because when you make a set, you're very happy. Ace three folds a small blind and then queen eight of hearts from Cote, Cote, we'll call him Cote, calls the big blind. Apologize if I'm messing up anyone's name. I do not follow the Philadelphia Flyers so much. All right, flop comes. 10, seven, four. Coat double checks his cards with the queen out of hearts and elects to check. Asham has a very easy bet here with his pocket jacks. This is a situation where you want to be betting your best made hands and your draws. And, you know, an overpair is definitely one of your best made hands. So definitely a spot to bet. If you are betting somewhat infrequently, typically you want to be betting on the bigger size. If you have any confusion about when to bet and how much to bet on the flop, Check out my Cash Game Masterclass. It is part of Poker Coaching Premium. You can check that out at pokercoaching.com premium. That gives you access to loads of content that I and many of the best players in the world who, well, I want to coach me, have made available for you. So check that out at pokercoaching.com premium. Anyway, this is a board where you want to be betting infrequently. And when you're betting infrequently, you want to be betting on the big size. So I like about a $40 bet in this spot. He does bet um, 20, though. I think it's a little bit too small. It gives the draws great odds to call. Around a coat with a queen eight. Pocket threes folded. Remember, the flop's 10, seven, four, two diamonds. Queen eight of hearts elects to call. All right. This is something that uh, typically you do not see because it's not a very good call. But if you, for some reason, know your opponents will call small bets with, like, literally anything, but they'll fold to, let's say, $40 bets unless they have something decent then making a small bet actually does start to gain some merit because if they'll call you with literal no hand, no draw, then you want to be betting small. And I'm often asked by players, how do you beat players who will chase hands all the way to the river? Well, the answer is don't pay them off when they get there. So be smart. And right here, notice this is a great spot and a great example of a situation where, yeah, Asham has to fade a queen, but if it turns an 80, still fine. He's not folding the hand, right? Presumably. So this is a situation where... Yeah, if your opponent wants to call a queen eight, let him call a queen eight. You're going to crush him. All right, so he does get called. Turn is the ace of clubs. So this is a spot where a lot of people think, oh, my opponent has an ace. I guess I lose. But realize that's not always true. Code elects to check. And now Asham's hand got downgraded from a very strong made hand to now a marginal made hand. And with your marginal made hands, you very often want to be checking behind. So my strategy, if I was Asham in this scenario, would be to check behind the turn and then call any river bet. Life's nice and easy, right? And uh, yeah, if your opponents are drawing to random aces, yeah, they end up winning a river bet, but such is life. 
It does go check check on the turn. River is an eight, which is actually quite bad for Coat because now, now he may have to pay off. Um, so he checks the river. I do like his check for the same reason I liked Ashram's check on the turn. When you river a marginal middle pair, you don't want to bet because if you bet, most better hands are going to call. In this instance, a 10 or better is going to call, right? Which you lose to all that. And worse made hands are going to fold, right? So seven or a four is probably going to fold on this river. So you're only getting called when you're beat. So there's no purpose at all in betting with an eight. So he checks. And now back to uh, Asham, who has to decide if he should value bet his jacks. And in a high stakes game where people will have stronger ranges in general, I think it's close, but it's still probably okay to value bet. In this game, where players seem to be a little bit loose, a little bit splashy, it's definitely a value bet. If you do bet small on the scenario, a 10 is going to call you very frequently, which should be a lot of what Code has, right? He would check call the flop with a 10, check, check, turn, check the river, probably call a bet. So in this situation, when you are value betting a uh, pocket jacks, you're trying to get called by a 10 or maybe an 8, like 9-8 or jack 8 or 8-6, which was a double gut shot on the flop. You're trying to get called by a 7, right? So when you're trying to get called by these very marginal hands, you often just want to go for a small bet size because when you start to bet bigger and bigger, your opponents will start folding off, folding out those hands, right? So if um, Ashim bets small, like $30 into the $90 pot, I think that's quite nice. Um, so that's, that seems like a good bet size to me. I do not like a big bet size if he goes for $80 or something like that because then his opponent's going to play very well. He does go for a $25 bet. And notice this really does put Coat in a tough spot because, well, Coat loses to a lot of stuff, but he, he does beat a few busted draws like... Say Ashram did have a hand like King, Queen of Diamonds. He beats that. So Coat gives him some thought. And then he makes a good fold and lets it go. I think that is probably a fine fold. One thing I am observing a lot in this particular game, and a lot of these um, Poker Night celebrity games that feature recreational poker players, right? None of these players are pro poker players. They're pro hockey players, but they're not pro poker players. Um, one thing I'm noticing a lot is that players are just not bluffing all that often. Which means when they're betting, they're usually value betting. So if they're value betting, the way you beat players who value bet or whose ranges are tilted towards value is to just fold out your marginal made hands. You beat players who are bluffing too often by calling with all your marginal made hands. And you're going to find that there's a shift in player strength, usually from like 1-2 to 2-5 or from 2-5 to 5-10, where players start bluffing at the adequate frequency or maybe even they start over bluffing. So what happens is the winning players in the small stakes games realize that they are supposed to be bluffing a decent amount because their opponents will fold too often. So what, that, what happens then is those players, as they move up, they keep bluffing a lot, which means that the correct adjustment to those players is to start calling a lot. So calling a lot in the very small stakes games is quite bad, whereas calling a lot in the high stakes or the mid middle stakes games is actually quite good. So it's important to realize that different skill sets and different strategies are required as you move up in stakes and as you play against better and better players. So um, I'm thinking about this because someone just told me on YouTube the other day, oh, I would never, ever call here. Such a bad call. You lose to everything, everything being like top pair. I think I had it, uh, Kings on like an ASXX board. And yeah, it's probably a fine fold against weak, tight players, but it's not a good fold against players who are capable of bluffing. And it's important to recognize the difference that the players you are playing against are not necessarily the players who other people are playing against. And it's important to realize that when you are observing hands, analyzing hands, and thinking about the game of poker. 
So that's going to be it for today. Hope you enjoyed this episode of Weekly Poker Hand. Thanks to Poker Night in America for letting me use their footage. You can go back and watch many of their past episodes on YouTube. Just search Poker Night in America. It'll come right up. Good luck in your games. Hope you have a fantastic week. Be nice to someone. Have fun. And I'll talk to you next time.